But it's now time for the rural news with Sally Murphy. Kia ora, Sally. The fight to retain lamb exports to the US continues. It is. Beef and lamb has hit back at a US lobby group which is calling for the government there to limit imports of New Zealand sheep meat. Chief Executive Sam McIver has just returned from a trip to the US where he met with lobbyists and government officials to put forward New Zealand's case. RCAF USA, which represents producers of cattle and sheep in the United States, says the sheep industry there has been decimated over the last three decades with an explosion of lamb and mutton from Australia and New Zealand pushing down returns for local farmers. Mr McIver says it sent a petition calling for increased tariffs on New Zealand lamb to the United States Trade Representative. The outcome of that at this point is still unknown. They're reviewing the petition that's come from RCAF and assessing whether that's worthy of further investigation. I guess the key message that we gave as we talked to people in in the US is really around uh, New Zealand's long-term commitment to that industry, long-term commitment to the market, the work that we've done with the domestic industry to promote the product, particularly around things like uh, nutrition, where we've built alliances, and the sense too that the sheep meat consumption in the US um, is very, very low. So really the opportunity for all of us um, is to grow that market. Sam McIver says the New Zealand industry, government and embassy in the US is doing a lot to stop the petition going through. We're leaving no stone unturned in terms of um, making sure that um, you know this, this risk is managed and, and I know the government uh, is as well. That's Sam McIver. To other news, work is underway to restore mussel beds at the top of the South Island after a century of over-harvesting. The local marine farming industry has teamed up with the Ministry for Primary Industries to give the depleted beds a helping hand to increase the mussel population. The $1.1 million project being done around Marlborough and Nelson will build on previous research and will study if young mussels, known as spat, could crawl into recycled mussel shells and cause them home. A 22-year-old Hawke's Bay wine grower has become the youngest ever to win the national title. Alina Camper of Sacred Hill was awarded the title this week after being tested on a range of winemaking skills, knowledge and tasting. Miss Camper began working as a cellar hand after graduating and says she's never looked back. Being so new to the industry, there's so many things that I still don't know but I think it really just shows if you you have the passion and the, the drive to learn, you really you really take on so much. And I think you can sort of exceed your own expectations that you set for yourself if you really put your mind to it. So, yeah, incredible, really. She says it hasn't been easy in Hawke's Bay following Cyclone Gabrielle, but everyone has come together stronger. Everyone really just showed that unbelievable resilience that, you know, hopefully you, you don't have to show during a, during a vintage. And it's amazing because some of our 2023 wines are looking quite good. We've got some awesome Chardonnay in the barrel. So I think despite, you know, all the chaos, it's definitely we're getting there. We're almost on the other side, but a long way to go still. Alina Camper will be flown to France to visit the competition sponsor's site in Burgundy and she'll also receive a $1,000 cash prize. Right, it's time to get the latest from the sale yards around the country with Suze Bremner. Well, the store cattle sales have been very busy around the country and these sales are actually going really well, especially relative to what we're seeing in the sheep pens. Demand for better bred, good quality and annual draft cattle has been really solid since the beginning of spring. 
And now with the grass growing well, the lesser types also have an audience. At Tamuka yesterday, there was a lot of yelling heifers and Angus lines sold for $770 to $815. And then heavier Hereford Friesian made $865 to $1,000. Now, Wellsford had a big sale of nearly $900 at the beginning of, of the week, though it was nearly postponed due to that atrocious weather that came through. So two-year dairy beef steers averaged $3.13 a kilo and the yearling steers averaged $930 a head. And it was also another big week for the dairy beef wieners. Oh, it sure was. So Taranaki, Fielding and Frankton held fairs yesterday while Rangiuru had won the day before and that meant a total of 2,900 wieners were traded just at those fairs. But there was plenty of demand for them and they all went well. Frisian bulls averaged $525 to $565, while the dairy beef bulls averaged $565 to $645, and the heifers were $485 to $500. And the prices for store lambs have dropped. Yeah, there's not too much good news to report on out of the store lamb market, unfortunately. Prices under $3 a kilo live weight are becoming more common, especially as schedules come back and throughput increases. A special sale at Matafiro yesterday had 3,500 terminal cross lambs on offer and the males sold for $64.50 to $90 and the ewe lambs were $50 to $86.50. And there was actually an on-farm sale at Oxford in the South Island and a part of that was 1,300 blackface half-bred lambs and a small prime line made $131 while the balance made $65 to $109. That's Suze Bremner. And just lastly, a Golden Bay dairy farmer is seeing huge benefits after transforming part of his farm into a wetland. After being told to drain wetlands back in the 80s, Tony Riley and his wife Kathy have been working to transform part of their farm. In collaboration with the Tasman District Council, 7,400 square metres of the farm in Motupipi has been transformed back into a wetland over two stages since 2021 in a bid to improve the health of the tributary. Mr Riley says the area is looking great with good spring growth. So the Drake Creek is now back into a meandering uh, creek and uh, some of the wee small springs in the sides of the banks have been made into lakes and little wee ponds and lakes if you like and that's attracted. We've always got heaps of pukekos and mallards but I guess the most significant one that we've seen is some juvenile um, bittens and so it's quite nice to see that wildlife returning particularly the carrick sectors and the like of um, just thriving in the environment. Tony Riley says they're looking forward to completing the third and final stage of the wetland restoration this summer and that's the rural news for today. Kia pai tera.